Welcome to Baytown Engage. I am Erlene, and I have a wonderful guest with me today, Miss Danielle Paul. You are the director, creator, and owner of Let's Learn, an innovative learning center. Yes, ma'am. So, Danielle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much uh, for having me. Oh, well, thank you for agreeing to be here. So, please tell us more about your business and what you provide for the children. Well, we've been in business now for 15 years, come October, actually July, and we are the only center in Baytown who is contracted and partnered with the Early Head Start program. So I'm very proud of that. We have two classrooms with Early Head Start, and then we provide preschool as well as after school, uh, after school program, before and after. We drop the children to school. We pick them up in the afternoon, give them, you know, snack, dinner. Mm -hmm. We engage them in their homework, but according to our program. And like I said, we've been there for 15 years. So I did not know it was 15 years. Yes, ma'am. Oh, my goodness. Yes, ma'am. Started in my home and and moved out to the public. I remember that. Yes, ma'am. So, you know, let's let me back up for a second, because you're you're a Baytown child. Um, Gander. We're we're Ganders. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Gander pride. Gander pride. So you are a true Baytonian. You are a citizen of Baytown. Yes, ma'am. And you planted roots here. You created your business here. Yes. And what you're doing is directly taking care of children. Yes. I know your programs have a lot of STEM. And I, I was reading that you, your programs, you want your kids to have positive interaction with the teachers. Yes. Intentional conversations. Yes. I love that part. Developmentally appropriate environment, enriching social and emotional connections, which I think is great. Yes, ma'am. So let's discuss. You create this great environment for the kids and education. You're cultivating their young minds after school and COVID-19 hits. Mm. And it's dropped on a dime like spring break happens and then that's it you're staying home so your programs are more after school programs for the kids we have after school but we also have our daytime kids Mm -hmm. and luckily I have a child in Germany that I was watching COVID when it not started Mm -hmm. but as it worked its way around and as they were closing the base where my son and his wife is so fortunately I had some weeks ahead of time right. to actually look and see what was coming so that we planned. And I started talking to my parents at that time concerning closing because it didn't look safe to me. It didn't look like a good environment for kids to be out in. And as soon as I told my parents, as soon as it touches Harris County, we're closed. We're not going to put children and families at risk. Not to mention my staff is older. I, oh, I don't okay. have the, the youngest staff. We uh, try to have the the grandmother feel Mm -hmm. or that real family feel for the children that don't have grandparents and so our teachers everyone was well aware we are closing when this thing comes to Harris County because it's just not a safe environment so you were ahead of the game more so than a lot of people just from your son being in the military and where he's overseas where he was with his wife and you're watching it happen yes and of course you have to be aware because you're dealing with older staff and the young kids so when did you close your doors i closed it as soon as goose creek closed we were closed okay and but my teachers and my families had the heads up hey this is what's coming this is what we're doing we're closing to protect our kids we're not going to be out in the environment trying to figure it out i know some things have been said already with the cdc that they have just taken back they don't exactly know what's going on with this the COVID-19 and so I'm just my instinct said close your doors I was so thankful for that time we closed for two months Mm -hmm. and we didn't have to be out there I, I was able to make groceries every two weeks and 
really just be at home and comforting my kids, letting them know a little bit about it, but not scaring them on a child's level. Um, because you have three young kids at home, yes. teenager, and then a preteen, and then a, a baby, semi-baby. Yes, four. yes. He, he thinks he's grown. He's the, the they all do, boss right? of the house. But yeah, my daughter, unfortunately, got caught where she was at her father's house. So she was in Channel View when it hit Channel View. And I just didn't think it was safe enough that she would come home during that time. So she stayed and got a extended vacation with her dad. And me and my younger children were home. And it's just because not enough was known about it. I wanted to make sure that we were all in a space. I asked my mother not to have company. I asked, you know, my family not to visit my mother. Right now, my mother's going through chemo. Um, She's been for a little over a year now going through chemo and things like that. So she couldn't really deal with someone bringing Mm -hmm. it in like the nursing homes. So So you're managing your own, your business with the kids, their business with your employees who are her older your younger children. One now is socially distancing and isolating, quarantining. I mean, not that far away, but still yeah. when when you're told you can't come home right now. Yeah. What do you mean I can't come home? Yes. And then your mom who's vulnerable. Yes. That's a lot of pressure. Oh, yes. A lot of juggling. That's, that's a lot. Juggling and balls. your business. Yes. And trying to manage. And then your son's overseas in Germany. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a grown man and married, but still yeah. that's your baby. Yes. So you're trying to figure everything out. So how... Yeah. Have you personally maintained mental wellness during that time? How have you tried to figure out, you know, staying calm is hard. Yes. So how do you do that for yourself? Honestly, if we didn't exercise most days, it was very tough to manage the stress. So my children and I, the ones who were home, we exercised in the house. We did step aerobics. We did our laps around the house. We, you know, did a little bit of everything. And when all else failed, we went outside and blew bubbles in the parking lot or driveway. (laughs) And luckily, they were entertained by that. They looked at snails. They looked at bugs. Whatever entertained them, we were good with that. We had popsicles outside, and they were content. So I just wanted to make sure that they were kept in a child's environment, still Mm -hmm. happy, still healthy, not worried, not stressed, watched cartoons, did homework. Oh, Lord. The whole school shut down. Yeah, how did you handle that, being a now homeschooler? So... Luckily, I actually started homeschooling. That's how I started my business. And so being in a place where I could be at home with my little ones and not have to go out was a dream come true for me. It was getting them in the homeschool environment. So each day we would wake up, we would have breakfast, get dressed for the day and start our schedule. So the little one, my three-year-old at the time, he had a birthday while we were on quarantine. I had his work set aside. I wrote it out. I let him trace his letters, sound it out. We did all of our work. My older child, who's nine, he's in the GATE program, um, he had work on the computer. So I would set him up on the computer. He'd do his work. And I was working at home, created a home office, like, on a dime. So I sat there, and I did my work. So everyone was in close proximity of each other. But it was still, it was doable. And it was just a functioning little school. Well, the benefit that you have, like you said, you were already homeschooling beforehand, which made you transition into having your business, the Learning Center, and working in your business, you already have an idea of structure and how curriculum should be for kids. Unfortunately, all parents didn't have that luxury of the background, and I know I have friends freaking out. It's just, please, can the kids just 
Can you can you take them? We have parents. What's like going that. on? So I mean, how hard is that for you? How did you deal with parents maybe emailing you or calling you saying, "Hey, Miss Danielle, what what what, what we have to do? What's going on?" So honestly, my teachers handled that. My teachers are very hands-on. They were able to talk with parents, get on a Zoom with parents. I got on Zoom with them. My teachers managed a lot of that chaos. I honestly did not get emails until maybe about four weeks ago now. And so I was lucky to have that real time to work at home, but also manage my children and really be there for them. So it really wasn't hard. I loved it. It was a dream come true. A dream come true for you, but yes. everyone doesn't have that type of yes. dream. Yes. So let me ask you this. How do you feel with everything going on, how this would impact the community? You know, you know how things were beforehand. How yes. are things you think going to be not after, especially with just society and now school coming up in August, which is around the corner? What do you see happening for us? I'm not sure. I know that online learning was a lot for parents to handle, but with the current condition, it's something that we might look at in the future because they say that this thing is going to circle back. I know China is going through their issues right now. I would hope that they would give parents the option to stay home and homeschool their children. It's not always going to be possible for every parent, but at least some who can honor that option, they can still do online learning. A friend of mine is a different school district, and I think they put out this manifesto, that's probably the wrong word, of what it may look like mm -hmm. going forward where there may be longer breaks and actually six weeks where the kids are actually homeschooled for six weeks, hmm. shorter summers, shorter Thanksgiving breaks, shorter Christmas breaks, but longer spring breaks, just in case a wave come back again. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest worry for everyone if what happens again, because you have kids now biting at the bit to do summer camp for football or basketball or parents like, please come. My child needs to be outside running with friends because the kids are missing their friends. So let they me are. ask you as a mom, business owner, when you have these kids who see their friends every day in the classroom and your own kids having their friends they see and you're not seeing that. How has that been for you to manage that type of anxiety for the kids? Yeah, we did a virtual graduation, not a graduation, but an award ceremony on oh, yesterday nice. with my son. He honestly, I could see it in his eyes. He was very upset that he couldn't see his friends and talk to his friends more often and so I'm trying to figure that out for him kind of navigate that for him because I don't want him to feel like he's on lockdown for the rest of his life but I also want him to know that I'm trying to keep him safe mm -hmm. and he understands that and he can repeat it to me but as a child you still want to be outside playing and so we are open for the summer we still plan to have activities I'm still trying to navigate that myself honestly because this is brand new for everyone yes and so having a summer program where you have to social distance and you you have to keep kids safe, not expose them to too many people. I mean, it's so many different levels and options. And so I'm still navigating that myself. But we still plan to have a summer camp. We will be keeping the kids active, doing what we have to do as we have all these years. However, field trips are going to be something where we have to redesign those, rethink those just to keep kids safe. Because and if it's circling back, it's it's still a scary situation. That's very very scary. And I was, and then um, I think a friend of mine works at a museum in Houston, and they've been doing virtual museum tours, which is mm -hmm. really cool. Yes. And the kids may love that, but I understand it's difficult to figure out keeping the kids safe. You have government saying one thing. Yes. We're open. Another form of government saying no, we're still limited. Yes. Some saying, well, we want you to at least be cautious, and you can't restrict children all the time. They don't understand 
And and at those ages of interacting and learning different people and building friendships, mm-hmm. it's almost like you're building this barrier in their mind of, mm-hmm. so it's not okay? When is it okay? Mm-hmm. You're teaching them to interact and be friendly. Now it's like, nope, don't touch. Yeah. Don't do this. And then your own anxiety pours onto them. Yeah. I just wonder, and please tell me if you wonder the same thing, how will the kids be after all of this? So I looked at this, but I also looked at the Spanish flu back in 1918, which where where it started in 1918 and continued. And I know that it took two years for them to recover, to really get back to where they felt comfortable being around people and things like that. I feel like it's going to be a relearning situation for us also, because this has never happened in our history. I've never been able to see businesses, the rodeo, things like that, huge events close in school districts across the land close at the same time it's it was our opening and so <laughs> it's going to be a learning process when we get back on our feet to say what we're going to do what's going to be changed how is that going to look I think hand sanitizer is going to be going up I think I'm going to buy stock in it absolutely um, <laughs> just trying to make sure that we are safe I think people are going to now cover their mouths when they cough. They're going to cover their sneeze, wash their hands. Things that we teach in preschool, that's going to be a real thing now because people look at you when you cough as if, okay, what's what's your next move? You're, you're going to have to clean something, you know. But I, I know it's just going to look different. I just, I don't know what that looks like. How do you feel about the divide that we have? There is a divide. Major. Everywhere when it comes to those who understand that we're just trying to be safe and protect everyone. And Mm -hmm. those are like, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's blown out of proportion. And everyone's entitled to feel how they want to feel. Very much. But how do you see yourself handling this? And you may not have an answer right now as Mm -hmm. a business owner, as an educator. Mm -hmm. How do you manage those personalities going forward when it comes to the children and the parents and what they teach their kids? And you're now, you know, summertime's around the corner. It's yes. The, the heat lets you know it's around the corner. Yes. How are you going to handle that with the personality and so opinion shift? we had that. We had parents who were like, oh, this is just a cold. And, you know, they were adamant about, okay, why are you closing? But we also had those parents who said, okay, you're trying to protect my child. All I can do is respect that. Now, those were also essential work. And so they were contacting me through our Facebook page. They were saying, you know, when are you going to open? What is the plan? I made videos. I tried to stay in contact with them, um, just making live videos um, just to let them know what I was thinking and why we weren't going to open when they said, oh, go back out there and uh, try it again. I'd rather protect kids and be wrong than not protect kids and the studies be right and say that it's going to affect the kids and someone in my care be harmed by this. So it's okay to have your opinion about it. But at the end of the day, as a business owner, I have to say, okay, what's my sincere thoughts on it? Am I going to protect my kids or I'm just going to hope for the best? And if we lose a few, that's that's not acceptable to me. That's not my mindset. I refuse to be that person. And the unknown is so hard. Like this is something brand new for us. Very and much. Like and they're still changing. And it's changing every day. Yep. It's mutating and yep. be it minor, be it major. Mm-hmm. We're all dealing with it. Not like, you know, we're in Texas, the hurricane hit. Oh, that's just them. Mm-hmm. When it's an earthquake, oh, that's just that's just the West Coast. You know, mm-hmm. we're fine here. Or when something happens, it's not going to hit us. You mm-hmm. think about how the news reports things. Yes. It's always been them, not us. Mm-hmm. We're fine. 
mm-hmm. it's going to pass us by, but someone's getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Right now, everyone's feeling it in some way, and it's it's difficult. Mm-hmm. So what would you like to see Baytown do differently, or are you happy with what they've been doing with how they've been handling the situation? Honestly, I've stayed in contact with the mayor's office. I know that everyone is doing their own thing in their own town, their own city, but I tried to stay connected and make a decision from there. I've talked to the assistant to the mayor a few times on just, okay, not being comfortable opening my doors and pretending to be like a health clinic and checking people outside. That just wasn't acceptable to me at first. And then I started thinking of my teachers and where are we going to be if funding is cut, if we cannot pay our bills, if we cannot feed our families. And so we gradually came back and did the 25% and things like that. I'd like to see Baytown watch the numbers, watch the real numbers and make wise decisions because it's okay. You can make a decision, but as a business owner and a protector of children and my staff and my family, I still have to make my own decision. So I'm going to take what they're saying, but at the end of the day, it's still my business mm-hmm. and a reflection on me, how we move forward. Absolutely. And I, I, you know, looking at the news and not just because we're in Baytown, I really do feel that compared to other mm-hmm. places I've seen, we've handled things pretty well. Yes. You know, we have an older community here we have to think yes. about and young. It's like, it's a big divide. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us who work here are essential in the medical field, educators. Mm-hmm. Now you have folks who work in the grocery store who are, who are essential. They never thought they'd I'll be working at grocery store second groceries an essential worker. Yes. But I really am. I'm happy with how we've handled things. It saddens mm-hmm. me when I look at other places and just what you see people go through. And luckily, mm-hmm. I have never heard anything major happen at any establishment yet mm-hmm. in Baytown, mm-hmm. which is a great thing. And I know we have a divide. People all don't agree with it. But I will say for the most part, like you said, everyone's been pretty respectful of it and they understand because at the end of the day, you want everyone safe and our numbers, <laughs> hopefully they remain going down. You know what yes. I mean? And But who knows what's going to happen with that? Yeah. I mean, we can only all guess, but just kind of looking at what's going on around the world. Yeah. It's going to give us an indication. And if we don't try to do better or, you know, protect ourselves as much as we can, it's just going to keep repeating itself like it is in China. And unfortunately, I mean, it turns into something else. And now they're seeing something else in New York. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to go through that. If we can at all prevent it, let's do that. It adds an anxiety to your life. Major anxiety. If you never had anxiety before, you have it now. Oh, man, the stress is real. I catch myself just constantly, you know, like you said, washing, wiping, cleaning, looking at people, you know, you want to be friendly and like oh okay well exactly <laughs> exactly distance the greeting right now you just want to go in for a hug but it's so how will you do so that with serious. your kids when they come back this summer i'm sorry i'm hugging my kids we bleach we sanitize we wash hands babies should not suffer because of this pandemic right we are doing things differently but honestly when we greet them we check their temperature sometimes people are on my shoulder but at the same time when i go home i know that i have to go straight to bath i go bathe i come back then i can greet my children just like the nursing field you want to protect them as much as you can and so you can't just go in for a hug or kick a foot greeting elbows whatever works but maybe i just don't know yeah it's, it's hard you yeah. have, it's a day-by-day thing just it like really when everything is. started happening yeah for me when the rodeo closed like oh the rodeo mm-hmm. wait so that the rodeo shutting down people should have seen that as serious so when the rodeo shut down mm-hmm. i said oh we have a problem mm-hmm. because the rodeo has never shut down at never in history everything else was shutting down like okay mm-hmm. i said but the rodeo so people still getting turkey legs this is still happening they're still waiting for the show to start and 
things when the rodeo shut down. Yes. And I'm like, people don't understand. That's a hard decision to make. No one's just going to say, oh, we're shutting down. You have vendors who their income is trade shows. Their income mm-hmm. is half the year I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. And Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo is one of the biggest things. And they make their money. I'm like, oh, what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. I said, this is serious. And yes. I let me just sit down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Let people, me sit, mess it down. I, I didn't understand how people could still take it as a joke. I understand we all need entertainment. I understand people want to be out and about. I get it. But if it's going to keep you alive, consider it. Things like that don't shut down. School districts don't shut down at the same time, ever. Ever. So you have to think, okay, well, maybe they know something more than I know. Maybe they're aware of something that I'm just not seeing. Let me sit down and wait it out and see what they see. You know the old school saying, precautions better than cure? That's what it went to that old school saying. And mm-hmm. I was hearing my mom say, precautions better than cure. I'm like, you sure right. You know? Like, put your socks on, put your coat on. It's cold outside because if you, if you get sick, well, mm-hmm. I'm not, but if you get sick, mm-hmm. it's all about the precaution. Yes. How's your mom doing right now, though, with everything? Did the She's family listen and not? Not at all. <laughs> not at all. My dad could not stay still. Mm-hmm. He was still fishing. He was still, you know, hunting. He's a man's man. And so that was tough. But I had to make him understand that you have to slow down and or wear a mask. Mom can't take it right now. And, and even keeping her in the house was a real challenge because they took it seriously because I forewarn them but they didn't take it that serious they still kind of they had never seen it in their lifetime so I think I was more cautious for everyone and as I told my teachers we had a meeting and I said you know go out and get your supplies make sure that your family has water make sure your family and no we were not the toilet people people toilet tissue people um, that was not on me that happened around the world before it happened here okay but I didn't warn my teachers because I saw what was going on and I said look this is something serious we have to take it serious from this point on go and collect your goods get your dry goods rice beans make sure that you can feed your family if this thing comes here which it was already coming I said we're shutting down Mm -hmm. I'm not going to play with this and so you know some of us took it seriously some of them already had supplies some of them wanted to wait and see my mother was that group um, so I literally went and got water for them and said okay here put this aside if nothing happens then great if something happens you have water I think with the older community it's a sense of you're taking away my independence you know we oh, turn into now parents mm-hmm. and they're getting older and nothing against that but it's you're taking away my independence like how dare you even though I yeah. know I know I'm older than you you know mm-hmm. I, I made you so don't mm-hmm. tell me what to do mm-hmm. you're taking away and I think that's the biggest thing people felt their independence being taken away yeah and very many could not shift their mind realizing wait a minute this is everyone's situation not Mm -hmm. just mine Mm -hmm. i'm not the only one going through this Mm -hmm. and everyone's independence is being taken away but for a good cause unfortunately you will never have everybody on the same page no but I know that those who did listen, those who have been at home for all this time, mm-hmm. have discovered new talents. And that's all we can do. Mm-hmm. If you have nothing else to do, do what you love. And I've come up with a few talents myself. Some I'm able to introduce to the world. But I mean, it's just one of those things where you're taking a chance with your life. And a lot of people didn't take it seriously until it affected someone in their family or someone that they know. And you don't want some, your leg to be on fire before you recognize that, oh, you know what? That is serious. I need to get help with that. Oh, that hurts. You know, and again, you're not going to have everybody on the same page at all times. It's people's independence, but it's also your life. So and just seeing people out with their children and some people don't have a choice. But if you're in the grocery store and you have a mask on, 
please mask your child or leave them at home. Like, even though my parents, my mom didn't really take it serious until she went to MD Anderson and they would not let my dad in. And she, you know, had to be tested, check her temperature, put on a new mask. She, Because I demanded that she wear a mask yeah. when she go out. But she didn't see it as serious until she got to that level because it, it just escalated every time she had to go to the hospital. And, you know, I sent her for lab work, but then have a virtual consultation with her doctor just to make sure that everyone's on the same page. But it's sometimes that has to happen for people to take it serious and I'm okay with that but I kind of want them to get a head start if we're talking three weeks prior get it in your mind that something's happening some people have to see it and feel it they have to for it to be oh wow this is real mm-hmm. I want to say thank you for definitely coming in thank you please so much. tell everyone again the name of your academy where we can find your academy and when is summer stuff starting because I know people are like please Miss Danielle open your doors my child is yes. come <laughs> so we opened on the 11th we have just a minimal amount of kids right now but we're building each week and I know Early Head Start is back on June 1st we are Let's Learn Innovative Learning Center you can catch our website it's www.letslearninnovations.com we're at 1511 North 10th Street here in Baytown the purple building off of 146 and you can call us at 281-428-0623 if you have any questions comments I'm there just bring all the babies yes yes we can't wait to see our ba- all of our children back but parents are still taking caution and I totally understand and I totally agree but we're there for them and I always let them know we're there for you when you're ready not rushing anyone back I hope you enjoy this series of shows on COVID in Baytown tune in next week for more Baytown Engage